Dear Diary, today I interviewed Casey Wolf. He's been a mascot with the Kansas City Chiefs for 28 seasons. He's written a book, he's traveled all over the world, and he has a ton of mascotting advice. Take a listen. How long have you been a mascot? I have, I'd spent four years as a mascot when I was in college, went to the University of Missouri, and uh, and then when I graduated, I went to work for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, wore a bird outfit called Fred Bird, did professional baseball for, uh, and that wasn't even for a full year. And then um, I have been with Kansas City Chiefs now. I'm starting my 28th season with the Chiefs. And so if you add it up, I'm total, total, I think, like 32 years, something like that. So. Wow, that's that's amazing. After a while, you after a while you keep track, you quit keeping track of how long you've been doing it. You just know you've done it for over half your life. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just think that's amazing. I wanted to tell you that that's amazing. So, can you share some stories about unsupervised children, maybe drunk adults or overly excited women, and how you dealt with them? Yeah, I mean, I, that, I do appearances all the time, so I, I average over. Uh, 350 appearances a year and it's everything from birthday parties to wedding receptions to parades and picnics and uh, festivals and charity events and so just do all kinds of stuff and and of course when you do that many appearances you meet all types of people you know so you'll meet the young kids that are a little bit afraid of Casey Wolf just because of how big Casey Wolf is compared to them And so, you know, whenever you meet a kid that might be afraid of you, uh, one of the things you do is you try to get down closer to their level. So, and so you try to get down on one knee or, um, you know, just so you're not quite as large as intimidating looking. And so, uh, so, and then also you, you learn that if you were there and they're, you know, big brother, big sisters there, if you go over and hug their big brother and big sister first, that tells them, hey, my brother got a hug and he came out of this okay. So maybe I'm I'm brave enough. Maybe I can hug the wolf too and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, see, so you you just learn little tricks of the trade through the years, and uh, and then for those kids that might be a little bit on the obnoxious side that uh, want to pull your tail and keep messing with you, another little uh, mascot trick I learned a long time ago is if you're bend down and you act like you're shaking their hand. And when you shake their hand, just squeeze their hand uh, just to let them know that you uh, don't appreciate the fact that they're pulling your tail. So all you, all it takes is a little squeeze their knuckles together, make it hurt just a little bit. And maybe they get the idea that, hey, maybe the wolf doesn't want me to do this anymore. So, yeah. But yeah, so there's little tricks of the trade you learn after uh, after you do it for uh, 30 years. And, but that's what keeps it fun, too, is you meet all types of people and... and uh, the relationships you build with people are the best part of this job. Great. And do you have a favorite skit that you've done over the years or maybe a couple that you want to mention? Uh, Yeah, I've done a lot of skits over the years. And, you know, the thing I love about skits is, uh, you know, some of the costumes that I have that help me with my skits. So if I'm going to go out and do a superhero skit or something, I've, I've got a, a Superman outfit that fits Casey Wolf. I've got a Batman outfit. I've got a, a Spider-Man costume. I've got a, uh, just got a Captain America outfit this past year because people love superheroes and 
if you see a big overweight wolf dressed up like a superhero, it makes it even funnier. And so, so all those superhero skits are fun. I've got an Elvis Presley outfit. Uh, so every now and then I'll come out and do an Elvis skit. Um, but then as far as just during the game, one of my, my favorite things, probably one of my all time favorites is I've got this, uh, plastic spike. Well, it's, I found a, a spider. It's a bigger looking spider, uh, just a fake spider. I found it at a costume shop one time. And so I bought it. Well, what I do is I put the, the spider on the end of a fishing pole. And while people are sitting and watching the football game, I can sneak up. I can take an elevator at Arrowhead Stadium up behind everyone. And so I can sneak up behind them with my fishing pole. And I can just kind of slowly drop the spider down over the front of their their hat where their face is and it's hilarious to watch people's reaction when they get scared and they think it's a real spider so but that's uh, that's what just some of the things i like to do to entertain myself at the football games and usually if i'm having fun at the games and uh i notice people around me tend to have a lot more fun watching me so i just try to go out and have fun each day and that's what makes this job uh you know exciting yeah, definitely. I love props. I love when mascots are dressed in costumes. I think it just adds to it, makes it even funnier. So I love that. And I mean, where <laughs> I can't imagine your closet. Is it like stuffed or something or wherever you keep your suit, like where there's just all these other different costumes? <laughs> yes, I have got a, uh, it's, it's, I say a closet, but it's a huge closet. It's more like a room at Arrowhead Stadium, and uh, I keep all my costumes in there. And I've got, uh, like, I'm, like I mentioned, I've got about everything you can. I'm, Casey Wolf's probably got more clothing than I've got, to be honest. <laughs> so, so not only do I have my four superhero outfits, I've got my Elvis, I've got a Santa Claus outfit, I've got a tuxedo, because I've walked three women down the aisle on their wedding days over the years. And so if we get invited to weddings or wedding receptions, a lot of times I'll wear the tuxedo to that. I've got, you know, Hawaiian shirts and, and I've got a policeman outfit and I've just got all kinds of different outfits that I can wear over my wolf suit. So. That's, that's great. I love it. <laughs> one day I hope to go to a game like one day. Yeah, you have to come out. They're fun. Yeah, I have a few mascots that I want to go check out like in person that I'm in California. So yeah, one day. <laughs> Which part of California? Los Angeles. <laughs> no, okay. What's the most dangerous thing that you've ever done in the suit? Most dangerous thing i ever done in the suit? Uh, we did a zip line skit one time and didn't go very well. And I fell, fell about 75 feet, busted up. I broke, I broke seven ribs. I collapsed my left lung. I shattered my tailbone i cracked my sacrum i uh got a big gash in the back of my left leg that required stitches and then my worst injury i, I broke the t12 vertebrae in my back and i got these new titanium rods back there and so in my back and that i spent nine days in a hospital and six months off of work so that has probably been my worst injury and the most dangerous stunt that uh didn't exactly go as planned but uh, thankfully, that uh, that's not something that occurs on a regular basis in the mascot business. That was just kind of a freak accident. And but yeah, while I after I got hurt, it gave me a chance since I had six months off work. It, I had a good chance to uh, had plenty of time on my hands, so I wrote a book about my career as a mascot. And 
and I, whenever I go out and speak now, I, I sell that book and all the money we make off of that book, we give away to uh, different missions and ministries and charities. And so we've been able to donate over $30,000 to homeless shelters and orphanages. And I just, last summer, I spent a week at an orphanage in Haiti. And and, uh, and so we help support some uh, orphans down there. And and uh, just a lot of other, you know, battered women's shelters and uh, soup kitchens and and uh, just all kinds of great uh, charities and ministries that are doing a lot of great work. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, even even good things come out of the bad sometimes. And and uh, I was just thankful to be able to uh, write that book and not go out and kind of share that story with uh, different groups and and, uh, you know, one of the things I always tell people, and, and it's something my parents taught me when I was uh, growing up, they said that your life is like your finances. You can do one of two things with money. You can spend it or you can invest it. Money you spend, you never see again, but money you invest, that's wise. That, that'll multiply and come back to you. But we do the same thing with our lives. You will, you'll spend it or you'll invest it. A life that's just spent selfishly is wasted, but a life that's invested in, in helping others and in influencing others and making an impact in the lives of others, that's going to bear fruit for an eternity. And so, so I try to encourage people, to, and I try to live this way myself as, a, as an investor, not just spending my life selfishly, but trying to use my platform as an NFL mascot and use my, uh, you know, my, the opportunities the Lord gives me each day just to make an impact in this world that I live in. Yes, and I I read that book, and it's so it's wolves can't fly, and that's that's why I reached out, and I guess I'll talk about this now. I just wanted to say that I I loved reading your book. It was a really great positive read, and it really influenced me and inspired me to just keep doing what I'm doing as a teacher and and as like a rec leader. And I I work Parks and Rec during the summer, and um and right. so I, I do community events and and my mom read it too and she liked it and she was really surprised that she's like you got the guy that wrote the book <laughs> to do your interview <laughs> so <laughs> that's true well, hey, well you've got a great opportunity you know i tell this to people all the time no matter where you what your occupation is no matter what you're doing all of us have an opportunity to, to make an influence in the or have an influence in this world you know i think one of my favorite quotes on leadership is from John Maxwell. And he, he said this, he said that leadership is not about titles, positions, or flow charts. Leadership's about one life influencing another. And, and that's what I'm passionate about is trying to go out and encourage others to, to live a life of influence, and they, you know, in their homes, in their uh, workplaces and their communities and in, in this world that we live in. Cause Every one of us, if we, you know, we can have a positive impact in the lives of others and we can make this world a better place, our little corner of the world a little better place just by the, the way we, uh, we treat others in life. And so that's what I try to do. Yes, I definitely agree with that. And I don't know, I just like to ask this question. Do you have any regrets? <laughs> regrets as a mascot? You know, it's, that's a great question because, you know, I... If I had to live my life all over again, I would do the exact same thing that I've done. You know, I think we've all got small regrets in life. There's certain things that, uh, you know, certain appearances that I 
chose to go do when in reality, looking back, I probably would have been better off uh, spending that time at home with my, my wife and kids. I try to make them a priority, but you know, it, it sometimes it, uh, you know, and, and, and sometimes in the NFL, there's a lot of, especially during football season, there's a lot of things that get thrown at you and you you pretty much have to go do them whether you really want to do them or not. And so, but I, I, up on my desk at the stadium, I've got another little quote that I, I wrote down that says, uh, the urgent things in life are seldom important and the important things in life are seldom urgent. And so that's just kind of my little reminder that the important things in my life, which for me, it's my faith, my family, those are the most important things in my life. Well, the important things in my life are seldom urgent. And the urgent things, all these things that get thrown at me and and emails that need returned and all this other stuff, those things are in the long run really aren't that important. So, I try to learn to live my life for the important things and not just for the urgent things, because I think when you, when you learn to live your life for what's truly important, uh, you're going to live a blessed life. When you, when you're constantly living your life for the things that are the urgent, uh, that's when the important things tend to take a back seat and, and, uh, fall to the back burner. And when that happens, when the important things take the back burner, that's what leads to regrets in life. And so, but no, overall, I don't have a whole lot of regrets. I've tried to, you know, I'm a, I'm a blessed man. I try to live my life each day, uh, you know, keep the Lord number one and my family number two and let all this other stuff fall in line after that. I think that's a good way to look at life and, and to live your life. So <laughs> I'm going to move on to, I have some listener submitted questions so I, I know you mentioned this, but just um, shout out to Nick. Nick, this was his question. I know he's a mascot and he does a ton of community events. He wanted to know on average how many community community events you do. <laughs> Last year, Casey Wolf made over 550 appearances. Oh, my god! Now, some of those are tailgate parties. So, But if I back out the tailgate parties on game day, we still, we probably did at least 475 appearances, somewhere between 475 and 500. Now, I am the only full-time Casey Wolf, um, but about uh, about so 12, 13 years ago, I got so busy that I couldn't keep pace with the, the demand, so I hired a backup uh, to help me do appearances. Well, since then, I've now got three backups that help me, and uh, so... When I say we get do like 475 appearances, I still do probably close to 350 of those. But my backups help me uh, with the other 150 appearances a year. Uh, they help me whenever we get double booked and they want Casey Wolf in two places at the same time. <laughs> yeah, uh, They help with a lot of birth- birthday parties and charity events and things like that. Shout outs to your to your backups, like anyone's backups. I just think that, you know, you're popular and you know, you're famous, you know, your character is famous and doing well and doing um, good things for the community when you got a bunch of backups. So um, and then and my backups <laughs> don't get near the credit they deserve because all of them are great guys. Actually, one of my backups uh, got a full time job with the Houston Texans. And so 
Toro from the Houston Texans used to be one of my backups here in Kansas City and and uh, just a great guy and and so he's been down in Texas now for a couple of years and he's doing fantastic and so I uh, I was excited to see him get the full-time job and, and I've got other backups that could easily be NFL mascots if the if the right job opens up for them so yeah, and that's that's great. You know, I think they're getting great training from you and it's a great experience to go on and, you know, do great things. Everyone that I've talked to has has been super great and just, you know, trying to do great things in the world. So, and then another one was yeah. another question, how much do you and other mascots pay attention to what sideline reporters are doing in live shots and have you ever upset a TV reporter for doing shenanigans in the background? Oh, do I? Honestly, I don't pay a lot of attention to uh, the sideline reporters. Uh, I've usually got other things. I'm, I'm, my goal is to entertain the crowd. And so sometimes I'll get in the, in a shot and people say, hey, I saw you on TV. And I won't even know I was on TV. <laughs> so uh, I don't um, honestly, I don't pay a whole lot of attention to the sideline reporters. Um, and I, I tend to, you know, I'm. I'm busy imitating cheerleaders or having fun with the security guards or, uh, you know, taking selfies with people, stuff like that. So uh, I figure that most times the sideline reporters, they've got a job to do. And, you know, some of them are, are, you know, super nice and they'll want the mascot to be in the shot with them, just add some fun to it. Others don't want the mascot in the shot and so yeah. i try to try to respect that too and you know i know they've got a job to do and they don't need a seven foot mascot causing trouble for them but you know sometimes i'm you know i may be in their shot but i don't even know i'm in their shot so i don't i don't necessarily do that on purpose sometimes it just happens so and then what has been your biggest struggle that you've overcome while mascotting the biggest—I'll tell you—the biggest challenge is uh, is staying in shape. I mean, if you want to do this job for a long time, if you want to have a long career, the the key to that is simple: it's it's make sure you stay in shape, and you do the, And it's not rocket science. You eat healthy and you exercise. That's and and I'm like everybody else. There's some days where. Uh, I just don't feel like exercising, but I know that's what I need to do if I'm going to continue my career. And so I do a lot of uh, stationary biking. Uh, most of what I do is for endurance because I don't have to be super strong like a football player. I've just got to be able to go for long periods of time. So, you know, I just got to be able to throw a, you know, 30, 35 pound costume on and then uh, run around for three or four hours at a time. So, so most of the training I do is for endurance purposes. In this past week, you know, and it, you try to mix it up and do some fun stuff. So like this past week, me and my brother biked across the state of Kansas. They do a bike across Kansas. It's a, an annual thing they do. And there's about 600 riders, but that's what we did. I, I rode a bicycle for 549 miles last week biking across the state of Kansas and it was uh it was fun met a lot of interesting people it's a little bit hard on the rear end after a while but uh but it was great conditioning leading up for you know football seasons coming up here pre or um 
we can go to training camp here in about a month or a little over a month. And so football season going to be here again before you know it. So I just want to make sure I'm in shape for it. But, but yeah, that's probably been the biggest challenge is uh, just making sure you stay in shape for the job. And then the other challenge is just, like I said, uh, just trying to um, juggle the demands of the job because every day we get just all kinds of requests and you, it's impossible to do all of them. Um, so it's just trying to manage, you know, not only my schedule, but my, my three backups and making sure we get a wolf at where, where the Casey Wolf needs to be and, and try, to, try to get to as many appearances as we, as we can. I noticed, I mean, reading your book, you, you've done a lot of traveling with a suit, and I'm sure like throughout the years you, you have. So how, have. how does that work? Do you just, uh, uh, I don't know, can you just describe that process? Because to me, that just seems like so hard to travel with this big, you know, heavy <laughs> extra case, I guess. Well, it, 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 the costume is, uh, you know, you put it in a great big bag and you check it in at the airport. So once you check it in, it usually goes in the oversized luggage category. Um, once you check it in, then it gets easy until you get into the until you get to your destination, and then you got to start lugging it with you again. So yeah, it's like having an extra large piece, extra large suitcase with you, besides the other suitcase you need with your your personal belongings in it. So. But yeah, I've traveled all over the world. That's the other thing I love about the job is uh, I have been to Hong Kong for a Chinese New Year parade. I've been to Japan twice. I've been to Germany. I've been to Mexico. I've been to Jamaica. I've been to Canada. I was just in Canada earlier this week up in Montreal for an event. Uh, last summer, I spent a week at an orphanage in Haiti. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to the Philippines. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, and next, next summer, we're, we're trying to take a group of NFL mascots, uh, to the Dominican Republic, uh, for a trip. We're, we're going to work with some, uh, at an orphanage and some, uh, try to do some, some work down there as well. So, yeah, we try to, it's fun to travel. It's fun to, you know, you know, mascots don't talk, so it it doesn't matter what the language is. Uh, mascots, we communicate non-verbally, and so I can uh, I can I can entertain no matter what language they speak. And ha- have you ever <laughs> lost any parts, or did they get broken while you were traveling, or or just you know going to an uh, event? <laughs> yeah. They t- they tend to, I lost an eyeball one time. One of my eyeballs shattered in, I don't know if a suitcase hit it wrong or something, but, uh, that's a, most of my costume is pretty, uh, you know, it's fur and, and nothing real breakable. So now whenever I travel, I try to wrap like a towel around the eyeballs just to make sure those don't get broken. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, it, it usually comes out, uh, comes out. Okay. I just have to ask because, or else I'll just keep wondering. <laughs> this is the things you think about. Yeah. Um, and when do you think you'll hang up the size 22, right? 22 shoes? <laughs> 22, yes. I have no idea. I'm still having fun and uh, love what I do and love the opportunities I get to not only to travel, but uh, hopefully, you know, 
make a positive impact in this world that I live in. And I'm, I still get invited to, you know, uh, a lot of events and the chiefs love me and I love the chiefs and, uh, love the people I work with. And so I'm not sure. I'm sure at some point I'll, uh, I'll get tired of it, but, uh, for right now I'm still having fun. And, and as long as I, I stay healthy and as long as I keep my body fit, I think I'll, I think I'll keep doing it because I, I love, I love this job. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, uh, have you ever thought about maybe creating your own mascot and, and still doing the same thing, speaking at schools? Cause I know other, other people have done that. And yeah, I know a lot who have, um, I, I could actually see myself at, at some point getting to where I just take the Casey Wolf costume and continue to do schools and then let one of my backups start doing game, the games and, and some of the other appearances as I get older, but, uh, no, I didn't, I wouldn't even know how to begin to, I know how to wear a costume. I sure, I sure wouldn't, uh, I don't think I'd be very good at creating a costume on my own. So. Alrighty. And then what are the, the biggest differences you see in mascotting between when you first started and, and now? That's easy. Uh, social media. Yeah. <laughs> Social media is a whole, it's like a second job. So, um, because back in the day, you just go do the appearances and, and everything. Uh, now, you know, a lot of, uh, NFL teams want you to have a Twitter account and, uh, be able to get followers and promote the team and the mascot that away and so yes social media has been has definitely been the biggest change uh since i first started this job yeah definitely i mean i i feel i mean now there's a that's a whole job that's developed like you're the social media person i could i could hire a full-time person just to be the social media side of it so it's it's crazy (laughs) so and what is the hardest thing about mascotting? The hardest thing, um, once again, it, I mean, the uh, staying in shape is is always a challenge. I don't know if it's the hardest thing. I I tell people the hardest part is really hot weather. Yeah. Um, and then as you get older, your body takes longer to recover, especially after like football games. So that that tends to be a challenge. But um, I think it, if I had to pick some, one of the, and another challenge is when you're a mascot and you do it every day and you do over 350 appearances a year, it's easy to kind of get into a routine. And what you've got to remind yourself is, is yes, I'm getting ready to go do this kid's birthday party. For me, it's just another birthday party, and I've probably done a thousand of them in my life. But for this kid, it's his birthday party, and he's getting Casey Wolf for the first time at his birthday party. So I got to remind myself that, hey, this is something very, very special for this person. And I need to uh, make sure that when I leave there, it's a memory he's going to have for the rest of his life. So, so I mean, that kind of leads into what's the best part about mascotting? <laughs> yeah, by far, the relationships I've built with people, you know, I've, as I think back about 12 years ago, I walked a lady down the aisle at her wedding and um, uh, her and her husband have been dear friends ever since then. So I talked to him probably once a month and, and uh, 
they're a little bit older couple and it was uh they were both widows and and so it was just you know i've developed friendships with them and just school teachers and just all kinds of all kinds of people i've met through the years and so it's like anything in life you know and one of the things my parents taught me too growing up was that the most important things in life aren't things. The most important things in life are relationships. And and I try to remind myself of that every day is that the reason I do this job isn't just to pay my bills and to buy stuff. It's, uh, it's to build relationships. And so I try to make my relationships a priority, my relationship with the, with the Lord, my relationship with other people. And you do that. Uh, like I said, life's pretty rewarding. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I agree with that. And do you want to shout out any mascots that inspire you? Oh yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of them out there. <laughs> One of my favorites, who's been retired, and actually the costume itself has been retired for a long time. Philadelphia Seventy Sixers used to have a character called Big Shot, and since then I think they're on their. I think they've had two mascots since then, uh, different costumes. But I love the costume. It was a big kind of overweight looking uh, blue costume with orange hair, just crazy looking. But uh, I, I always, I tried to imitate Casey Wolf a little bit after him, but you know, guys like the Philly fanatic, that's a great costume. The Pittsburgh uh, pirates mascot, the pirate parrots, great costume. And then, but then just some of the guys I meet, I think of uh, the Indianapolis Colts mascot, uh, uh, is just a super nice guy and has done a lot for the uh, for the mascot. Just that occupation, you know, we're trying to promote. He's one of the guys who's kind of helping me put together this trip to the Dominican Republic next year. Because um, when you when you start to realize that hey, we've got a great platform to make a positive influence in our world. What are we doing with it? If we're just going out doing birthday parties, yeah, that's great, but we can do a lot more. And so and there's some guys out there who understand that, yeah, we've got a great opportunity. And at the same time, I believe a, a responsibility to uh, to just make a positive impact. And, and uh, so, so, yeah, we've got some guys not only in, in – uh, in football, but there's a lot of guys in, in professional baseball and the NBA that are, that are uh, truly making an impact. So, And do you have any advice for people that are trying to pursue mascotting as a career? Uh, yeah, I would tell them uh, if you truly want to be successful, uh, strive to be a character with character. And by that, I mean, not only be a good mascot, learn what makes people laugh, what makes people smile, what's entertaining, learn how to uh, learn the secrets of props and, and putting together skits and all that. So so you want to be a good character, but also be a character with character, meaning who you are in costume, who you are out of costume is equally, if not more important than what you are in costume. And so when you go out, you're going to interact with people. When I go out and do a, a grand opening at a, at a school or at a uh, business, yeah, I want to be entertaining for the people that are coming to this, this business to see Casey Wolf and get pictures taken. But you know what? I'm going to meet people. I'm going to meet the owner and the manager before I ever climb into costume. 
And if that owner and that manager says, you know what, he was a nice guy. He was he genuinely was easy to work with. Uh, he he cared about our, you know, uh, doing a good job for us. Um, you're much more likely the next time they have another grand opening, they'll call you back and have you back again. So it's uh, when you when you develop a good reputation. And the way you develop a good reputation is by having a good character and doing things the right way, treating people the way you'd want them to treat you, uh, showing love and kindness and all those things that your parents tried to teach you growing up. Uh, when you, when you just a, when you're a good guy in and out of costume, I think that leads to success. Same thing. I try to teach my kids every day. Oh yeah, I definitely, I love that. And as a coach and, you know, I I ran many races and it's it's funny you say that because uh, at the end of all of my races, you know, I try to take as many kids as I can. I sometimes I have too many and I lose some, but because um, they're there with their right. parents. But yeah, I try and thank the the race coordinator and stuff like that. So and have all the kids, you know, say thank you and you know just teach them, you yep, know, shake their important. hand and you know you know make these relationships, make a good impression because you're going to be back next year and yeah, I mean most likely. That's exactly know. right. So um, thank you for that. And then just any shout outs to anyone in the world. <laughs> anyone in the world, I'd like to say hi to my wife, because if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't get to do what I do. She is amazing. Um, I've been married for 24 years and uh, uh, she has made a lot of sacrifices for me to do what I do. And uh, and, and so uh, shout out to my parents uh, for for investing in me and shout out to my three kids that I, I love a bunch and they are uh, great kids and uh, just thankful to get to be their dad. And, and uh, just, I'm a, I'm a blessed man. Tell the Lord, thanks for that each and every day. Those people in my life. And I, I, I just want to give you a shout out. I wanted to give a shout out because I, like I said, I, I read your, your book, Wolves Can't Fly. And I I just shout out to your family who was just so supportive and your wife um that your marriage chapter was probably one of my favorites and cuz I mean and and you you said I just want to read this cuz I don't know I I have a lot of married friends and it's it's true what you said well marriage is not always easy working to have a good marriage is uh, well worth the effort so I really appreciated that That's right. from your book and shout out to your kids and where can people find your book? Uh, or is there a specific website you want people to buy it off of? You know what? If they go to danmears.org, Dan Mears, and Mears is spelled M-E-E-R-S. If they go to danmears.org and click under the products um, tab, you can buy it there. Or you can go to a uh, another website called characterthatcounts.org. Characterthatcounts.org. And you can also find it right there on that website as well. Because so. I know you said the money gets donated, so I want it to go to the right place. So I'll post oh, yeah. those um, those websites on the link when I post this episode. And I just want to thank you one more time uh, Thank you for writing your book. Thank you for reaching out and and doing this interview. Thank you for your time so much. Like I just I enjoyed your book 
so much and I wish you the best of luck and keep, you know, influencing people and being a positive influence. Like, thank you so much for that. So hey, thank you and uh, keep up the good work you're doing with uh, young people, because that's, you know, in, I love kids. I'm passionate about uh, investing in kids because they're our future. And so I had a lot of people invest in me over the years as I was growing up. And I hope to turn around and do that in the lives of others. And I know you're doing that as well. So uh, thank you for what you do. Thank you. And that was it for episode number 32. So I hope you guys like that one. If you would like to be on the show, if you would like to help me get to 40, I've already started my journey to getting to 40. It's contact at mascotdiaries.com. I have a good four weeks to record. Um, I'm already on 36 and we'll see. I'm still reaching out to some people, but you know how that goes. Like I've, I've talked to people and they seem interested, but we haven't scheduled anything yet. And I know it'll come in like all at the last minute. It's been a really, really busy week. I have some news, but I can't get too excited about it yet. I actually was offered the job that I applied for and it's my dream job and I'm super excited about it because uh, it's only five minutes away and it's like, you know, I've talked about this before. I love the, my community and I want to work, you know, closer because I have an hour's drive, but I can't accept the position until I get released from my other contract. If you, you can send me some positive vibes, I would appreciate it. Yeah, I, I just really, really want this job and I would be really really devastated if they didn't let me out of my contract and it's like what so i don't know i feel like this is one of the last jobs around the area that is going to go up for a really long time and oh my gosh i hope i i can accept the offer so some mini adventures i went to the sky space in la so if you look up sky space la it's this observation deck on like like the 70 something floor of the u.s bank tower and there's this clear slide that you go on and if you've been listening to the show you know that you know that I'm afraid of heights and yeah I was really freaking out when I got up there I couldn't walk to the edge of the platform and this has gotten worse over the years because I went to Seattle a couple of years ago and I was fine at the Space Needle but I think this was a little bit higher so I I had to take a, a minute like I had to walk around and like wait a while before I actually went down the slide and I posted that video on my Instagram so you guys can see that I was <laughs> the reason it took so long for me to actually go down is because I was scooting like inch by inch there was no one behind me so I had no fear that you know I could take my time I was just like oh my gosh like I didn't want to just like jump down and the guy that was working there was like do you need a, a push ma'am and I was like no 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 I don't need that so I finally went down the slide and it was super fast and slippery. So it was like going to the side. And that's why I put my hand out. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> my, you hear like this squeaking and my hands just like burning. And I'm like, oh, dang it. And then, So yeah, but it was really fun. And yeah, a little mini adventure since I can't go on vacation because of my crazy dogs. Yeah, and I'm just trying to do as many things as I can before school starts. And I have to go back to teaching. So Cosmo was at a Walmart down the street and it was really fun. I knew I was going to try and get him in the cart. Like when if I do get to go to an appearance where he's at a Walmart, like I definitely want him to like get in the cart and have me push him around. And like if we could find some water noodles, that would be cool. And it was perfect. Like I was rolling him around and depending on when you're listening to this, like I'm going to post this video on Instagram, but just later on on Monday and yeah, and then so there was, he was like reaching for things, 
really odd things and there were some water noodles and I was like oh yes 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 so I, I grabbed two and I gave it to him and yeah and then I kept pushing him and it was a lot of fun it was like yeah, people thought I was his handler because I went in a Galaxy jersey and they were like, ma'am, like, are they allowed to take pictures with him? Are the kids allowed to take pictures? And I was like, yes. And they're like, oh, like, what time is he going to be here till? And I was like, one thirty. And I was like, dang it, like, I'm not his handler. <laughs> like, three people asked me questions. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, that was just the highlight of my day on Sunday. And with that, I'm going to leave you. <laughs> it's Mascot Diaries on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if you'd like to look for those Cosmo videos and pictures. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening and take care.